It's one thing to look at lending from the perspective of the lender, another to look at it from the perspective of the borrower. But what if you could do both and do it through software as a service? To talk about how that's done, why it matters, and what it makes possible, we have Brad Tompkins, the CIO of Virgent. From the studios of Karma Productions Worldwide in Chicago, this is Lou Carlozo's Bankadelic. Bankadelic, the colorful side of finance, where we supply expert views, riff on the news, innovate and investigate actionable insights, unscripted banking with a caffeine kick. I'm your host, Lou Carloso, inviting you to sit back, grab a cuppa, kick up your feet. Here we go. If you're looking to grow your digital banking business, check out Lemonade LXP, the digital growth platform for financial institutions and fintechs. Lemonade LXP has both ingredients you need to drive digital growth, a learning experience platform that uses daily micro-learning to give staff the knowledge and confidence they need to promote and support your digital capabilities, and a digital adoption platform that supports your digital capabilities with technology walkthroughs that you can author in just minutes. So if you're rolling out new technology, merging with or acquiring another FI, or just looking to drive digital banking growth, you gotta drink the lemonade. For more information, check out Lemonade LXP at www.lemonadelxp.com. Thanks again for tuning into Bankadelic, part of the NMD Plus family of podcasts based in London. And today, coming in from Jackson, Mississippi, we have Brad Tompkins. Brad is the Chief Information Officer at Virgent LMS. That's a company that provides an omni-channel lending solution for lending institutions and financial services organizations. At Virgin, Brad connects leaders with customized loan products that cover each institution's unique needs that would range from loan origination to servicing and everything in between. We're going to hopefully get to everything in between today. Brad, welcome to Bankadelic. Thanks for having me, Lou. Excited. I'm excited too, especially in the environment we're in right now. Generally speaking, right, interest rates are hopping all over the place. What do you see? Is lending changing? And how have needs and expectations shifted over the years, whether short-term or long-term? Well, yeah, I definitely think that things are changing. Even pre-pandemic, consumer preferences definitely lean towards online or mobile app interaction. You know, not just in the lending space, you know, we saw that in retail basically dying pre-pandemic. Now, the pandemic kind of accelerated that change a little bit because obviously a lot of places shut down. A lot of our lenders couldn't open up their retail locations. So they were really forced to provide customers with the services that they kind of already expected. That really pushed the issue a lot early on in the pandemic. So we saw a lot of our customers who had the blockbuster mentality of, you know, the customer's going to come. They need the money. They need the loan. They're going to come to me. I don't necessarily need to invest in a tech and mortar omni-channel presence. But that tune changed pretty quickly in the pandemic and has just continued. Lending dipped, too. You know, we had the economic stimulus that the government was sending out pretty regularly. 
So that affected lending, but it's rebounded pretty quickly. I think they got used to having extra money in their pockets from that stimulus. And then when it went away, we saw demand rise back up in the lending space. But, you know, they're still expecting that full service as things have opened back up. Consumers have expected having options of how to manage their financial lives. Full service, options, drum roll, please, (laughs) multiple channels. I mean, that's crucial. And if we go back a generation or so ago, there was maybe one channel, if that, and that was digital banking. Certainly, almost no loan business was done that way. We are in a much different place today in 2022. Why is the option of having multiple channels so important, not just for the borrower, but the lender as well? There's so many people in the lending space now from a customer perspective, right? I mean, we are literally straddling as lenders, right? My customers, they have kind of the older generation. They still have the boomers in there that maybe aren't using technology as much. But we've got a big push from the millennials and Gen X, Gen Z, who are looking for full service right in the palm of their hand. So, you have to have both because different consumers expect different things. I was just down in Houston a couple of weeks ago visiting a customer that services the Latin American community. And the Latin American community, they love coming to a storefront. They like the permanence. They like the legitimacy that it brings. You know, they're doing financial business. It's important to them to have a lender that has a physical presence. And they like the service that that provides, right? They come in, they know their name. They have a relationship with the CSR, the teller. There's all kinds of things that benefits that go from that. So having that vast array of customers really drives the lending institution to provide all those services because me, myself, I never go into the bank location. If I can avoid it, I will. And I'm different from other people. So you have different customers. You have to provide different services to satisfy those customers. Absolutely. And, you know, I avoid the banks, too, ever since they stopped Handing out lollipops. (laughs) (laughs) Now, seriously, what you're pointing to with the Houston anecdote is we've really got to focus on the digital on one hand, but the in-person option is also important. If it's not stretching it too much, it seems that that is sort of a side channel that fits in well with Omnichannel, how do you see this all working together and why is it important to get this comprehensive picture going? Right. I think the important thing is having an online presence and having the capability for your customer to self-service a top-of-the-line mobile app that allows them to do the things they want to do remotely. It's not the full solution. It maybe allows you to have a smaller retail footprint, maybe less retail locations a little bit further apart, but it doesn't, you know, fully alleviate the need for that presence because we're seeing it in the retail space now. I just read an article and I think Fortune Magazine or one of those about there's a boom in retail, right? All of a sudden Best Buy is coming back with a vengeance or other retail-based companies. People find that, you know, online isn't the complete and total solution. It's got to be a mix because, Look at Amazon, right? Where has two-day shipping gone? That's way in the past. You can't get prime shipping anymore, hardly, in a reasonable time frame. So you've got this immediacy of need, right? But, you know, that's really driving people to get back out. 
right? A lot of people in a lot of areas have been locked up due to the pandemic and mandates and things like that and closures. Well, they want to get out now. You know, they want to get out. They want to go do their business locally. You know, they want to see another person's face when they do it. So, I mean, it really drives just the holistic solution of meeting a customer wherever they want you to meet them. We got 300 plus million people in the U.S. There's going to be a lot of different places they're going to expect you to meet them. And lenders are going to have to be prepared to go there in order to win customers. Oh, yeah. And it seems like just getting this onto one platform in one system where everything is aligned, that's table stakes today. It's got to be. Yeah, it really is. I mean, we've come out of the pandemic slightly concerned with lending down and everything else. But, man, it's roared back. And lenders are seeing the writing on the wall in that, hey, we're going to have to have a best in class digital presence. And in order to do that, you know, we've got to get rid of this system that we invested a lot in in 1998, but it can't do what we need today. And indeed, what we are able to do today may not bear much resemblance to what we can do 10 years from now. As we continue on into the next year or two, what types of things can we look for, either within the technology itself or it reaching critical mass? Well, there's always, you know, technology, and that's kind of a double-edged sword. It's always changing, right? There's always opportunities. There's always new things to build a competitive advantage leveraging technology. So that's why it's important to have a platform that moves with it software as a service technology, which Virgin is, is important because we update the software monthly, right? A lot of older systems were purchased off the shelf, implemented, and in 10 years, they were 10 years old. In order to compete, things change so quickly. You have to look at what your system of record is, what kind of platforms you use, you know, can they grow and change as quickly as the market changes? I think we're gonna see changes in products Customers are expecting different products, you know, different repayment options, different terms. That's going to be important going forward. That obviously goes right with the whole trend of technology changing is your platform needs to be able to change products, right? Some customers are expecting a lot of credit, be able to do different flavors of installment loans, you know, matching their payment schedule. What are their repayment options? Can they make automatic payments? You know, can they set those up on a debit card? There's just so many areas at which banks and smaller financial institutions can compete with more tech-savvy, more digitally focused lenders, but they're going to have to gain ground quick. No question about that. There is an opportunity here, but the door is not going to remain open indefinitely. One thing that might provide a little context here is helping us to understand how experience can be consistent and the level of service can be consistent across all the channels. When you're doing it right, what does it look like? What does it feel like? Yeah, absolutely. The key term really is convenience, right? So when you're doing it right, you have all the pieces in place. You've got a best-in-class mobile app that's easy to use, you know, easy to understand. Customers can self-service you know, in the manner at which they would like to, right? They can schedule payments. They can maybe draw additional funds on a line of credit. 
They can request increases or refinances or rollovers with a touch of a button in a real simple manner. You know you have that covered. In a retail scenario, same thing, right, is convenience and ease. I mean, if someone prefers to come into a retail location, when they walk into the door, you can't make it immediately inconvenient for them, (laughs) right? (laughs) So the CSRs, they have to have what they need right in front of them at their fingertips. Customers aren't going to sit there and wait. And that information has to agree with what they've seen in the mobile app, right? They go in there and they check what their balance is. They check if they have available credit. It shows that when they walk into the retail store, the CSR has got to know that. They've got to be looking at the exact same information, be able to assist the customer quickly and make that customer happy. I'm just really impressed with how you have what I would characterize as a 360 degree view. You're looking at the lender, you're looking at the borrower, you're looking at what their experiences are like, how you can help them, how the software serves to constantly update itself, taking away a lot of the aggravation and making sure everybody is happy. It's quite impressive. Well, yeah, I mean, we were developed by lenders. Two of our founders were in the lending space when they developed the software because they couldn't find that. They couldn't find a software that could replicate what their best retail locations did across their entire organization. And that's where Virgent was born out of that necessity, we've really maintained that focus for the 16 years we've been around in making it about the most important relationship. I mean, if you're going to be a provider to the lending space, you've got to have your eye on both the lender and the customer's best interest and be able to help them provide stickiness in that relationship and maintain satisfaction across that relationship. Absolutely. And I would say... Bankers, it's urgent. You better get with Virgin, huh? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to steal that. Haley, did you write that down? (laughs) Excellent. Well, Brad, thank you so much for being on Bankadelic today. Really enjoyed the conversation. Hope we can have you back again at some point. Absolutely. I'd love to, Lou. I appreciate it. Brad Tompkins is the Chief Information Officer at Virgin LMS. He is based in Jackson, Mississippi. Be sure to look for Brad on LinkedIn. You're listening to Lou Carlozo's Bankadelic, the colorful side of finance. This podcast is brought to you by our friends at NMD Plus, based in London, Chicago, and Austin, Texas. If you like what you've heard here, be sure to check out NMD Plus's financial technology podcast, Dave and Darm Demystify, with hosts Dave Wallace and Darmesh Mystery. Bankadelic. Sponsored by the William Mills Agency. For close to 40 years, the William Mills Agency has served hundreds of companies that provide a wide range of products and services in the banking, payments, mortgage, credit union, and related markets. The William Mills Agency is the largest provider of PR and marketing services for companies that market to the financial industry. For more information, visit williammills.com. Have you thought about how you'll gain the upper hand in your search for stellar talent? Banker Hire leverages a niche industry with uncommon insight. They're committed to finding you qualified commercial and community banking, lending, compliance, HR, retail, and wealth talent. Banker Hire prides itself on listening and solving problems. Their approach is 100% hands-on and heads-up, giving you what you need to make smart, actionable decisions. 
For more information, visit BankerHire.com. Quantic is the adaptive digital bank that offers entrepreneurs, immigrants, millennials, low-income families, seniors, and others innovative banking products and services which embrace the diversity of circumstances that exist in the lives of customers while elevating their financial strength. For more information, visit QuanticBank.com. That's Q-U-O-N-T-I-C Bank.com. Well, on behalf of everyone at our Challenger Bank, we want to thank you for doing this phone call with us today, Mr. Huckabee. Mr. Huckabee. Yeah, that's right. John Huckabee. Okay, Mr. Huckabee, tell us a little bit about your business. We want to help you with growth. Growth is our priority. It's the number one thing we do. Well, our business is growing, and that concerns me. Well, of course, scaling up is a very... No, I mean, it concerns me because our business is shrinking. Wait, you just said your business is growing. That's right. So how could your business be growing and shrinking at the same time? Well, last year we used to have 200 plants, and now we only have five. Wait a second. That's a really dramatic drop, and yet you said your business is growing, and then you said your business was shrinking. That's right. We grow marijuana plants. You know, Mary Jane, pot, dubers, whatever you want to call it. We love it. Oh, okay. I understand. Yeah, and our shrinking business is growing. Wait a second. I Now look, Mr. Hennessy. That's Huckabee. John Huckabee. Okay, Mr. Huckabee. Care to explain? That's the other business we do. They, they get on those peliotons and they take those Pilates classes and their, their jeans are too big for them, so we shrink them. They're shrinking business. That's growing. <sighs> okay, so your growing business is shrinking and your shrinking business is growing. That's right. Let me see. Let's back up a minute here. Maybe you can tell me how much in revenues you made overall last year. What's a revenue? How much money did you make last year? Well, that's easy. About $125 million. $125 million? Uh, oh, look. Just looking at your balance sheet, you have a marijuana operation with five plants. You are shrinking jeans. How is Listen, that? Listen, mister, we got these amazing counterfeiting machines from the Eastern Bloc. And I got to tell you, they print $100 bills that nobody would recognize as being fake. And now, Bankadelic presents... Three Bullseyes. Number one. We've got a big push from the millennials and Gen X and Gen Z who are looking for full service right in the palm of their hand. So you have to have both because different consumers expect different things. Number two. They have to have what they need right in front of them at their fingertips. Customers aren't going to sit there and wait. And that information has to agree with what they've seen in the mobile app. They go in there and they check what their balance is. And they walk into the retail store. The CSR has got to know that. Number three. A lot of people in a lot of areas have been locked up due to the pandemic and mandates and closures. Well, they want to get out. They want to go do their business locally. They want to see another person's face when they do it. So it really drives just the holistic solution of meeting a customer wherever they want you to meet them. 
And now, lose views. What I found impressive today about Brad Tompkins and the conversation we had was his ability to be bracingly honest in talking about how Omnichannel, while it's a fantastic must-have today, isn't enough if it's all technology. Now think about it. Why is that physical presence, whether it is in the branch, meeting up with the person who needs to be served, why is that important? Certain experiences just can't be replaced. No matter how great the channel is online, we see that appetite today. I have experienced that. We want to get out. We want to be with the people. The pandemic really sharpened that appetite. And it's incredible for me to think, as we mentioned on the podcast, that malls are actually seeing some sort of comeback. Travel is definitely on the rise. Restaurants are picking up, finally. And the online experiences provided by Netflix and Amazon are taking a bit of a hit right now. From that, we can glean the lesson physical presence matters. Applied to financial services, that means on the one hand, we keep digital channels open and we improve them and we make them more robust. But we also need to meet people where they are, no matter where they are. It's crucial and it keeps the humanity in all that we do. Thanks for tuning in to Bankadelic. We hope you join us next time and check back in the weeks ahead as we build our podcast vault. Our producer in Chicago is Jenny Elman. Thanks again to the William Mills Agency for their generous sponsorship. Thanks to Banker Hire. Thanks also to Quantic. I'm Lou Carlozo. You can catch me on LinkedIn. And as the feds close in on me and the other wise guys, I'll be thinking. Until next time, so long. Bankadelic is a production of NMD Plus, London, Chicago, and Austin, Texas.